The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Welcome back to Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency alongside Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. On the phone, Ben Wargle, publisher and editor of Badger Nation. You can follow him at the Badger Nation on Twitter. Ben, we appreciate your time this morning. How you doing? I'm well. How are you guys? Good. Very, very good. 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 Good to talk to you. Badger Nation must be responding uh, well to seeing Luke Fickle for the foreseeable future, aren't they? Yeah, I think it was an interesting press conference. I think Luke Fickle, you know, these press conferences are, you know, they are what they are. You know, you've been through a lot of them in Nebraska. We've been through quite a few of them here in Wisconsin here as of late. And, you know, you, it's easy to win the press conference. It's kind of what you do in the field. And I don't think Luke Fickle blew anyone away yesterday, but certainly he he said all the right things, the things that you wanted to hear uh, from Luke Fickle. And we also got to hear from Chris McIntosh, too, about his reasoning of why he went with uh, Fickle instead of Jim Leonard, who was uh, beloved by a lot of the fan base and beloved by most of that locker room. So, um, you know, interesting hire. I think a home run hire by a lot of accounts. Have a hire that came out of left field by a lot of people who were trying to figure out who the next head coach was going to be. I don't think many people had Luke Fickle on that list. But I think a lot of people are encouraged by this hire. They think it's a great hire, and they're excited to see if Luke Fickle can turn around this program. Ben, can you look at it like this? Because I, a lot of people wanted Luke Fickle last year. They thought he may leave this year. He settled in, so he was kind of a, an oh, by the way, but not an afterthought. When he became available, would this is this an optics thing? Like, let's say Fickle was on the open market and Wisconsin got him. It would be viewed a lot different than kind of it looks last minute, even though it may or may not have been, and it's at Jim Leonard's expense. Let's not forget, Fickle was a hot commodity over the last 16 months. Yeah, he was the consensus national coach of the year last year, you know, taking a, a group of five schools to the college football playoffs for the first time that's ever happened. And, you know, he's a program builder. He took over a 4-8 and eight Cincinnati program over the last five years. They've won 50 games. Um, a bunch of conference championships in there and certainly, like I mentioned, going to the college football playoff last year. You know, Fickle said that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't job hunting by any stretch of the imagination. He was very comfortable at Cincinnati, but him and his wife had a list of schools that if those schools came calling, they would have to seriously consider. Um, those were the type of schools that had the right fit from a uh, their programs aligning with values, uh, place to live, um, facilities, um, all sorts of things that go into uh, what a head coach decides where he wants to move. Now, Pickle didn't obviously say what the list was, but he said Wisconsin was on that list. And, you know, Chris McIntosh interviewed Luke Pickle from what we've been told um, about three weeks ago when Wisconsin, when Wisconsin played at Iowa, so the week before the Wisconsin-Nebraska game. And as 
as last week went on, Chris McIntosh made the decision to go after Fickle, and by by Sunday morning, the deal was pretty much done. Yep. Go ahead. Man, it's interesting. I, I always wonder the consistency of Wisconsin so long under Alvarez, and it was steady Eddie, and it looked a certain way, and you're a couple years removed from Barry. The It was strange with Chris. We figured Leonard would be the guy. It's not. Is this the time, do you look at it as transitioning into the new fill-in-the-blank, or can we still get back to what has historically been the Wisconsin way? I think you can get back to the Wisconsin way, and it's a lot. I I watched Matt Rule's press conference yesterday, too, and I think there's a lot of similarities between how Matt's going to approach the Nebraska job and how Luke is going to approach the Wisconsin job, and that's it's adding toughness back. I think Wisconsin at at times this year was was not the more physical team, and that typically was not the case under Barry and even Brett, and even early in Paul's tenure. I mean, Wisconsin was a physical, run-dominant football team, and in the past complemented that. And over the last couple of years, it's gotten a little muddled, and that's the reason why the scoring average has gone down. I mean, you look at where they were three years ago when they went to the Rose Bowl with Jack Cohen, it's just been kind of a steady downturn ever since. You know, you have the COVID year, but they didn't play very well during the COVID year. They were four and three. You know, last year they were they were nine and three, which is a great record until you look at uh, look at where their losses were. Now, they were nine and four, excuse me. You look at where their losses were. They got they looked very poor against Penn State, ranked team. They looked terrible against Notre Dame and Michigan, ranked teams. And with a chance to go to the Big Ten title game at Minnesota, they were out physical by Minnesota. So your your toughest opponents on the roster, you don't play well against. And then this year, you know, we all saw what happened from a very early on. There was no there was no rhythm offensively, and that's supposed to be Paul Chris kind of bread and butter. And for whatever reason, the message the recruiting, whatever, had just gotten stale, and Wisconsin was kind of stuck. There was a very a lack of imagination. And so I think that's part of the reason why Chris McIntosh went with someone who is outside the cuts of Wisconsin, right? I mean, look, Barry Alvarez leaves. He appoints his defensive coordinator, Brett Bielma. Um, Brett Bielma leaves. They go with Gary Anderson. They go with an outsider for two years, and it didn't work. And Gary decides to leave, and they what they do, they bring back they bring back Barry's offensive coordinator and, and Brett's offensive coordinator and Paul Crest. And it's worked. For the majority of the time, it has worked. But over the last three years, without college football has changed, Wisconsin really hasn't kept up to a degree. There has, there has been a disconnect by what Wisconsin has done really well and what Wisconsin is doing now. So I think Luke Fickle is going to adhere to that. I think he's going to not overhaul the entire Wisconsin offense or the entire Wisconsin approach. But I think he's going to build upon and bring some different ideas, some different schemes, and just do some different things to try to get this team moving back in the right direction. Yeah, this is interesting. This is kind of bizarro world as a, as a radio talk show host. I just happen to have a kiddo that Wisconsin is recruiting pretty hard. You talked about vision and doing some things differently on the recruiting standpoint. He, my son was obviously had a great relationship with Aunt Coach Hansbro and Coach Leonard in particular. When you look at some of the feedback from the fan base, a lot of it is about recruiting. When you look at Coach Fickle, 
and what you think that plan may be, is it a fit for what Wisconsin is about and the academic standards and the admissions and the whole kit and caboodle? Did, did you get the sense that Coach Fickle has a good plan or a good sense of what that entails? Yeah, he talked a lot about recruiting when he met with the media um, uh, yesterday. And you know, he, he talked about a 300-mile radius around Wisconsin. That's going to be kind of the, the main focal point. And then certainly the 50-mile radius and keeping good in-state talent in-state is a key. And I think that's kind of gotten away here the last couple of years with some of the, the premier talent in-state has, has kind of wavered a little bit. Some have gone elsewhere, but it's just – it's one of those things where Fickle wants to be a program that develops high school talent, and that's very Wisconsin. Mm. I mean, that's been Wisconsin for years and years and years. He says he's not a big transfer portal guy. He will use the portal as needed, but he wants to sign 20 to 25 kids each and every year, bring them in, and develop them. And I think that was music to Chris McIntosh's ears <laughs> because that's typically what Wisconsin has done and what Wisconsin has great success with. And Wisconsin hasn't been a big hasn't been a big portal school. They were big last year because they had to remake their entire secondary. They didn't have a lot of depth there, and I think for the most part it worked. It worked fairly well. You know, they haven't done a lot of other moves here and there, but you know, it's prevalent. It's there, and I think the portal is great because you're going to have misses in recruiting, right? Not all 20 kids you sign are going to hit. And sometimes you're going to have a gap in your roster, and the portal allows for a quick fix if the fit is right. And that's what and that's what Fickle said. Now, they brought in transfers at Cincinnati, but they have like a little matrix that they use. And as long as that player fits all the different boxes that is important to the University of Cincinnati, then they went after the kid. And I think Fickle's going to do the same thing at Wisconsin – but they're not going to bring in 10, 15 portal kids a year. They want to bring in kids from the Midwest. They'll dabble in some other spots. They probably will dabble in Florida and the East Coast a little bit because those areas have been generally good to Wisconsin and Spurs. But it's going to be a Midwest-based recruiting philosophy, and Fickle knows that well from being at Ohio State and recruiting for them for a number of years and certainly the last six years at Cincinnati. Ben, got about a couple of minutes here. I want to transition to the hardwood quickly. Ch- Chucky Hepburn is a fan favorite for this area. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's fun to watch, and he's fun to watch up in Madison, too. But, you know, as Wisconsin searches for their second straight Big Ten championship, uh, how have you seen Chucky Hepburn develop from year one to year two? Well, Chucky has gone through a very tough shooting year yes. at this point, and I think that there's a little bit of a Johnny Davis hangover with this team because Johnny was so prevalent with the offense last year. It was kind of the Johnny Davis syndrome, right? In a big game, you just pass the ball to Johnny and let Johnny work. Now you don't have that luxury anymore, and so you need everyone else to kind of step up and shoulder some of the burden. And I think a lot of that burden is falling on not just Chucky Hepburn, but on the other two returning stars and Tyler Wall and Stephen Crawl. And Hepburn played very well in the opener, but then for the last handful of games has really struggled with his shot and struggled making layups too, which is very unchucky like But the last game against USC down in the Bahamas, he played very well, had, had I think, uh, 18 points a season high. He was active defensively. He made a big steal to really clinch the game for Wisconsin. Hopefully it's kind of a turning point for him. Um, Wisconsin plays Wake Forest tonight in Madison, the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Chucky is a huge part of this team. He needs to be the focal point of this team because he's the point guard. He's the most experienced guard on the roster that they have. He's, he'll be fine. 
I think the staff feels very confident in him. They want him to be more aggressive this year. I think Chucky's still working out the balance between what's a good shot and what do, when do I need to take over. Just that balancing act that Wisconsin and the entire team has to take without a guy like Johnny Davis or Brad Davidson on the roster this year. Ben, you're the best. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Enjoy your day. Thanks, Ben. Take care, guys. Ben Wargold, publisher and editor of Badger Nation. Next, we go back into Matt Rule, and we want to hear from you. Give us a call. Let us know what you thought of the press conference.